and welcome to episode 16 of the second season of the Jumping the Rail podcast. This is Mark Rebin, coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois. Unfortunately, we are without our bearded co-host, Gary Vestelio, today. Uh, a little down in the back, but that's all right. Uh, he'll be back again uh, on our next one. But we do have Menders back with us again. Menders, how you doing? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? It's been a rough couple of days, but I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Heard you had a yeah. couple, rough, rough couple. Jeez, it's gonna yeah. be that type of night. Yay! What's, 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 it, what's in that cup, Menders? Water. Water. I can't maybe, check it. So maybe I need to put something it. else in it. But... Right. <laughs> right. Does it go back to when Marco produced this thing and put a little no, tequila in there? No. There is no tequila. No tequila in here. <laughs> tequila. Mm-hmm. So, so we got a fun episode today, Menders. I don't know if you know this. We haven't had a guest on in a, almost a year. It's been since about June last year when uh, Camaro Jackson called in. But we, have a spe- yeah, but we have a special guest who's joining us today because uh, in about three weeks, we got the Squared Circle Expo coming up in Indy. We're both going. It's going to be fun. I'm so excited. And uh, yeah, so we have our guest is actually one of the people who's in charge of it. So she's going to kind of fill us in on everything that's going on. So let's go ahead. And, we're going to bring her in now. So okay. say hello to hardcore Heather Owens. Heather, how's it going? Hello, going good. How are you guys? I'm good. good. Glad, you could, glad you could make it in. Yes, yes. I look with the time crunch and everything. Right. I was like, okay, I'm good. Plus, y'all are Central Time, so uh-huh. it throws me off. <laughs> Eastern people. That's why I was like six. Wait a minute. So we good. <laughs> I always I always make that mistake when I'm booking guests on because most of them are on the East Coast. Right. I think we had Kevin Gill on the West Coast once, and I always forget to add the count for the time zones. But uh, <laughs> fool me yeah. once, you know. So the main reason we brought you in, it uh, just to in, I was at the expo last year, Square Circle in Indy. Okay. And you know, my wife and I, we had just had a blast the whole time. It was awesome. And, awesome. And we'll be back again this year. Uh, Menders here is going for the first time this year. That is super exciting. Well, thank so, you for coming back and coming for the first time. So right on, yeah, it's. And it's like kind of the reason why I always say on, on this show about indie wrestling shows being more fun than like the big shows, because it's, you kind of have that atmosphere. You get to meet the wrestlers, you get to hang out with the fans and all that. You don't get that at the big shows. Oh yeah. At, at the expo, it's kind of, it's that like 200 fold almost because it's just a whole hotel full of wrestling fans, which is phenomenal. It, and that's the one thing that we really wanted to focus on is you know, both me and the husband, we both were indie workers. So we understand that aspect of it, the wrestling aspect. And then our partners, Aldafo and Carrie, they're, um, they were more with the horror world. So mm-hmm. with that convention, so we were like, let's take all the bad stuff and completely cut it. And let's just take all the good that we've learned throughout our years and put it into this convention. And, you know, me personally, like, I get super excited for it because in last year we had uh, the New Age Outlaws, which growing up was mm-hmm. like Road Dog. Oh my God! So being able to like just hang out with them, um, you know, fourteen-year-old Heather would have never thought in a million years be like, oh, just you know, having a beer with you know the Headbangers or something. It's right. it's insane to me, but yeah, that's what we wanted to do. It's just kind of you know, no drama. 
there's way too much drama in the world. So anything that we can do to just kind of just a cool hangout for everybody, that's that's what we're kind of aiming for. Right. That's all anybody really wants, right? Just right. no drama, just no BS, just hang out, have fun. Exactly. Uh, also, not for nothing, Road Dog. Somebody was wearing one of our T-shirts at the expo last year, and he popped for the name of the show. So he's 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 aces in my book. Nice. Yeah, he's uh, hilarious. Like he was always on like a thirteen, and I'm like, this is the greatest because they always say, you know, don't meet your heroes and stuff. Look, I've met my heroes: China, Ric Flair, Road Dog, all amazing people. So I've been very blessed with that. I'm excited. I was one of the ones that kind of maybe might have shut down the website for the MJF what? promo or photo ops. So That's a I'm, good problem for us to have. So I'm super excited about that. That's my biggest thing this year. I'm I'm personally scared of MJF <laughs> because like I know it's a character, but he's always in I was like that's why I told I was like Ed, you have to handle him. I don't I don't because you just don't know and i was like secretly you know i'm like fragile <laughs> i can't take it yeah, well, we've, been joking. we've been joking on here because i really want to take a sign that says please mjf roast me so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> what do you, what are you doing to yourself it would make for a great podcast come it, on now it could <laughs> only if i get to video it and put it on the show but yeah, I got a I got a buddy. He was when AEW first started. He and Cody and Brandy and Tony came here because Tony's from Champaign, oh, okay. so he's from he's from our area. So they did a meet and greet outside of campus at the U of I. So my buddy took his son. I think he was I don't know eight at the time. I forget how old Kyler is, uh, but yeah, I guess he got the treatment from MJF there too. So he doesn't discriminate if it's man, woman, child. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I just. I just can't. I'm too old. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. But certain people, they know what they're getting themselves into. So we're like, all right. So it was a yeah. little, you know, a little disclaimer. Like, look, yes. MJF going to do what MJF wants to do. <laughs> nothing to do with, with Squared Circle Expo. Like we always say, MJF doing MJF things. That's, that's, right. Yes. that's right. But at least the people waiting in line for MJF understand what they're paying for so yeah right. i'm i'm gonna go and recommenders i'm daring you right now for the photo up i'm daring you to try to touch the belt if he has it all just right to see what he does i'll try he, he, he might yell at you just let's telling you well here's the beauty of it since barry's going with me maybe i can get barry to distract him and then i can touch the belt <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah, barry's a big guy he's he can distract he a big you guy. so i'm hoping Fingers crossed. Well, good luck. Yes. <laughs> so, Menders is excited about MJF. I'm honestly more, I'm most excited for all the ECW guys you got coming in. I'm a big ECW fan. From oh, yeah, back. me too. Yeah, so huge ECW I, fan. I got to chat up uh, Shane Douglas quite a bit last year during some downtime. I caught him at his table and he was awesome. Just uh, full of stories. I asked him about specific matches. He had all the info right there in his head. It's just really impressive when you think about all of the shots these guys take to the head for years oh, on yeah. end. But uh, yeah, so now you got some more guys coming in. You got Devon, uh, Francine. I saw. Mm -hmm. uh, I did. Uh, I did see Stevie's out, which I understand that you know. He's yeah, been we some issues. Yeah, it was one of those situations that you know we were also following along, you know, with yeah. his videos, and then we officially got word, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 
the last, what was it yesterday or the day before? And we're like, we kind of knew everybody knew it was coming, but so, but you know, we still got Meanie and, and, and Nova. So yeah. But. I'm looking forward to meeting Nova. I've, he's a he's a friend of a friend. Our original co-host used to work for the same bank chain that Nova did, oh, so they oh, would chat. So. so funny story is I work for that same bank. So that's how I yes. Yeah, so <laughs> when I found out, I I it was years ago. I was on a show. Um, he was booked. We started talking. He was like, "Oh, I left this one bank, and then I came to you know this other bank," and I'm like. Well, what? So I work in Cincinnati at the main operational building, and he works oh. in Louisville at, a, he's like a branch manager or something yeah. like that. So then we're like oh, instant friends. Right. And so, because I have, you know, all the old ECW action figures, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I have a Nova, but it has a lot of sun damage. And all of a sudden, like a week later, I get. Like it wasn't even mailed, but it was through the bank service, like the interim. <laughs> and it was like in one of those big manila envelopes. And it was, it was a Nova action figure. I said, that's, that's fantastic. That's, that's awesome. awesome. So but yeah, he's, he is a sweetheart. And every time he's posting something, him and his daughter are volunteering. And it's so crazy to think like these hardcore ECW guys, oh, yeah. and then you meet them. And in real life, they're just, super amazing like rhino mm-hmm. oh i go talking to rhino last year yeah like from like he a has a marina in scary. yeah like to this day too you look from afar you're like oh he's scary looking but then he starts talking you're like yeah that's insane so yes. so i'm gonna show you this i'm bringing this with me this is a big ass ecw banner i got i'm gonna the plan is to get as many of the ecw guys to sign that's this awesome. as i can so we're gonna see how that goes. Yes, but, that's that's so cool. Uh, I'm so, excited too for Friday night with the black uh, black wrestler black pro wrestling. Black label pro. Black, black label. Label pro. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of those guys I've seen, so it's like okay, let's do this. I want to see right. this. So yeah, and and the same thing. Like there's certain because I haven't you know wrestled in years, so there's um, certain people like Sue Young. Mm-hmm. I I saw that she was booked and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Sue in like seven years. And I'm like, so I'm excited to see old friends. So, but yeah, that's every year since the first year, they're like, are you just going to have the one wrestling show? And we're like, you know, we're still playing with ideas. And then th- it just happened to come across our plate this year. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, super excited for both of that. Now, Friday night, though, starting around that time, but then after is the karaoke. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, so, Menders, I know you haven't been there yet. Right. But, um, Mark, I know. Did you go to, like, karaoke or anything I, like that? I was a main event pass holder, so I didn't go to the karaoke. I thought it was just for VIP. Oh, uh, no, the karaoke. So there's a special VIP party, which mm -hmm. is, I think it's like an hour, maybe hour and a half. But then everything after that is like, it's, you know, if you want to hang out and, you know, have a drink with somebody. But karaoke, that's some of the most ridiculous shit you will see. (laughs) You know, the collaboration of people. Yeah. The first year we had Sammy Guevara, um, there, and, and Tay, they were singing the Jericho 
the theme and oh geez <laughs> yeah I, I heard uh carl anderson got a little juiced up at the uh, at the party last year yeah. i know this because i met him the day after and he did not look well <laughs> he set the sunglasses on indoors a little, yeah a little, well that was the same thing with uh morrison oh yeah like, i don't know how he was functioning on saturday but he did <laughs> i was like he's a pro this is not the first time he's done this no <laughs> so yeah, but that's yeah. the thing too. It's not just it's not just you show up, get autographs, go home. Everything is right there. Like if you want to go take a nap, got a hotel room right there. You know, yeah. so it's like you can go rest up, and you're like, now I'm going to the wrestling show. Yeah. So everything is right there because a lot yeah. of other conventions, it's like pieced out, and you're just like, right. oh, it's too much. Right. Uh, so talk. Let's talk a little bit all the stuff that you've got going on uh you've got obviously you got two shows friday and saturday wrestling yeah. shows uh i love the panels there last year i went i didn't go to all of them but i went to the main ones i wanted the, i wanted the dbs the ecw we went to mickey's panel mm-hmm. uh let's talk about what you got coming up this year i saw i saw you guys posted a little list of events on mm-hmm. facebook today so you've got as far as panels go, you've got another ECW one coming up. Yes. For the is it for the thirtieth anniversary ECW? Was that the title yes. of it? Oh God, that sounds right. Hang on, oh let, me, let me let me yeah. bring it up. I'll, I'll look. I'll look it up. You two talk. I'll look it up. I'm on it. <laughs> okay. you got there. There are so many spreadsheets and things like that. I'm just like, wait a minute, what's going on on what day? And <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, Menders, I know you and one of your your buddies is going to the karaoke on Friday. Uh, I got. We'll I can only warn we'll you. We'll see. I'm gonna <laughs> warn you. If if my wife goes, she will be a character probably if she can get up there to sing a little bit. Because when my wife sings, there's dancing involved too, and it's marvelous. <laughs> there's no oh, shy I... people at karaoke because no. by that time, everybody has been having a few drinks. Everybody's singing along. So I mean, and it goes to about one, two in the morning, and then when it cuts off, you kind of just hang out in hallways and yeah <laughs> so. so it's not like when everything is over you have to go up to your room and right you're done this i mean is... you're still in a hotel with yeah but the majority of everybody that's staying there is there for the convention right right so you have a little Listen, I think we're, we're staying at the one right across oh okay the and one real close so. yeah yeah, and yeah. Like the wife and i are actually that. in the hotel for the convention awesome. so yeah i mean the thing is too like if you stayed because i think there's like three or four other hotels but all you have to do is walk across the parking lot. Yeah. So you you might stumble, but yeah, <laughs> it's fine. More, more than likely. Yeah. More, more than, than likely. likely. <laughs> yeah. The wife and I made the mistake last year. We got a hotel like ten minutes away from the oh. venue. So we after that we was like, you know what? We're just gonna right. But it takes that one time. We're like, and... we're good. It is the ECW 30th anniversary oh panel. Oh my god, I feel so old. That's at one <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, I. You know what? Here's the bummer. I just, I just realized this that the the one I wanted to go to was the Attitude Era Uncensored, and it uh-huh. starts at two. Guess MJF what time promo. MJF is? Two. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. So the thing is, though, where the photos are, where MJF is, and then the panels. The only thing that's separating that is the hallway. So. Yeah depending on how quick you are in line you can jump back over a lot of times you can hear what's going on so i i did comic-con a few years ago um 
there in Indianapolis, but oh, it was yeah. downtown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, and actually we ended up not, my friend and I, different friend, but my friend and I ended up not even actually going into it. We just walked around out in the hallway and got to hear everything anyway. Yeah. And it was so, it was like, okay, this is cool right. and see everybody dressed up and it was fun. It was a good time. So I'm excited to go to this. Mark was talking about it last year and I'm like, these are like all the people I grew up watching too. And I'm so excited. And that's what we wanted is something for everybody. So it's like, we like, yeah, we have a lot of AEW guys, but we also have ECW, you know, we have them old, you know, smoky mountain. Like we have everything. I I was trying to go through here because I think the you have the Bushwhackers this year, or one of the Bushwhackers. We have Luke. Yeah. Luke. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited about that because he was one of my favorites when I was younger. So I'm excited to see him. And, you know, it's like I was a big WWE fan, WWF fan. Yeah. Back, you know, late 80s is when I started watching. Okay, so yeah. it's like those are a lot of the guys that I grew up watching. So I'm super excited to meet all of them. It'll be fun. Yeah. So it's like one that... <laughs> Like, it was kind of like a later one. It was a random one. Gangrel. I am so excited for Gangrel. Like, because I was an added, like, I love ECW. But honestly, I've met almost all the ECW guys just from either booking them from the past or doing shows with them. But, you know, certain people like Gangrel, I've never crossed paths with. And I'm just like, I'm going to fangirl out on the vampire. So Uh, I was a brood fan. So. I yeah, I get it. We got two of them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Me, I we almost... would have loved to have Edge, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I almost he's a little, he's a little busy that week. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little busy that week. But I, I will say this. To... Uh, oh, sorry. I was gonna say the aside from William Regal's "He's a Man" theme, the Brood might have my favorite entrance music <laughs> in the in the Attitude Era. Oh my God, he's a man. <laughs> Just a for man. of all people, put it on Regal. <laughs> marvelous uh so you're talking about some of the older guys uh my first favorite wrestler when i was i don't know four or five years old was tito santana so i was thrilled that you got him to come in because he's on my short list of guys i want to meet when we're there and uh so uh, i was excited about tatanka Tatanka, too (laughs) yeah the hammer you know for some reason i mean god love him but everybody lost their shit for tatanka we're like yes (laughs) not quite sure why but that is it's, it's ridiculous. I would say that's another one of those that it's like you don't really think about him being a main character like back when you were growing up, but he was right. always there. He was on yep. everything. Yeah. So well, he's like, a- still in great shape too. Looks yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. A few of the other ones, not so much, but yeah. yeah. Well, well yeah. time time is the greatest heel of them all, right? Yes. And in wrestling too, it's like, I mean, when you get pounded, you know, when you fall down for years. That takes one toll, and then you got the ones that you know, the drugs and the yeah. They, they had a good life, but they're like they're showing it now. Well, they had a yeah. fun life. Yeah, not necessarily. Life. A good... yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have a question that I was actually crossed my mind when uh, I saw the NWA schedule. Mm-hmm. They're running a pay per view on the Friday on the seventh in Chicago, so that made me wonder. And maybe you can shed some light on this: Is Cardona booked for both nights, or is he just going to be there on the Saturday? I believe we have Cardona both. Because um, he wasn't announced for any matches on the show, but, you know, so, I know that can change at any time. So, originally, I know that we had, I think, two or three NWA guys booked, but then we found out, oh, they're running. So then 
obviously we couldn't use them anymore. Now, mind you, right. Chicago from Indianapolis is only like three hours. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that we have Cardona, Myers, that whole like crew the entire time. But I can confirm. Let's see. Mark, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go to Under the Learning Tree with Al Snow. Hey, I've been to a couple of his panels, and they are fun. Are they? He he did one in Danville, and then he did I, he was a, he did one last year. The thing that I remember is he talked about how he supplemented his income as a magician for the blind. That always just tickled me. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> yes, and we have Cardona for for both days. Okay, awesome. Nice. Yeah. I met him last year, but, you know, you can't meet that guy enough. He's awesome. He's so cool. Oh, absolutely. And you can talk to him about, you know, everything, yeah. whether it's wrestling. I was, movies. Honestly, I was surprised because I caught him at a down moment, and he was just so down to earth about it. He, he wasn't like MJF where he'd probably heal on you. Right. And that's the thing, though. He's very humble because he's, he's had all of it, you know. He's yeah. been to WWF and stuff. And it's just like, this is what he enjoys. He right. enjoys the indies and yeah. doing his own thing and then look at his his figures collection and all that he's basically still a big fan so i oh, think absolutely. he appreciates yeah. that um him brian myers yeah they all so yeah i was i was bummed to hear the swaggle wasn't going to be there this year uh, yeah he was a hoot yeah um, oh no. and did you see the you saw the wrestling show then right uh yeah okay yeah that match <laughs> Was it, I mean, because we're in the back, we're, you know, watching it on a, you know, monitor, and we're losing our shit. Like, I was like, take it home right now. Like, I don't know. It was great. Yeah, he and Myers are a dream team, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, what I'm in for this this year. <laughs> yes. Yes. Be prepared. Have your walking yes. shoes on. Have a couple oh, yeah. drinks in hand. Right. So. Done. Easily enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, just getting a little bit more into the all the stuff you've got to offer. You also, you talked about the karaoke. You talked about the wrestling shows. You got the costume contest, which I was, I, ch- I checked that out last year. It was, it was fun. The guy that was Danhausen was off-puttingly similar. Yes. <laughs> so close. Uh, like, they could have flipped each other. Like, yeah. One of them could be like, "All right, now you stand at my table and sign uh-huh. autographs." Yeah, if Dan has that take a week or something, hey, just stand here. Go to the bathroom. Can you handle this for yeah. me, please? <laughs> but yeah, no, there was there was some there were some really good ones, and then there were some not so good ones. Yeah. But I mean, look, if you want to dress up, it's it's just fun for you know every and yeah. all ages can do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hopefully, we have more this year. Mark, I, don't I, you I, have a plan? I thought about dusting off my uh, my Shockmaster costume from Halloween a couple of years ago and bringing it out. I but mean, the promo, the problem is the promo <laughs> part of it would throw me off because I don't have a pre-recorded recording of Ole Anderson talking in a robot right. voice. Right. Well, you know, you could like record it if you have the Shockmaster on. You have a recording of it and just kind of. Right. No, but then as, soon as, I would as know. soon as you walk out, then you have to fall. Okay. Yeah, I'm, that's the other thing. I'm worried if I just walk into the room in my helmet, somebody's going to just trip me for the hell of it. Just, I mean, yeah, that's a good probability. <laughs> yeah, it'd be menders. <laughs> but no, there were a lot of fun. There was, I remember there was a little kid last year dressed as IRS. 
Yes, and, and he had this whole spiel. Like, he rehearsed this thing to, but then he had to do it twice because there were two rounds. He didn't have a second promo, so was, he just did the same one twice. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> very was, cute. Yes, yes. All right, I'm. Uh, I'm going to ask you just uh, to get into the show because I was at the wrestling show last year. Okay. They had Cardona and Jake Oman in the main event. Yes. Little 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 chicanery there. So Cardona said he was coming back this year and he has another shot in that the main event. Mm-hmm. So uh let's I want to ask you about the actual the whole show. Like how like I know it's obviously it's not just guys that are in the expo that are working. You, where, where do you find the uh your talent for that as far out of the indies? Um the majority they're all people that me and my husband we've worked with in the past. So, I mean, most of them, they are friends, uh, like Haley Shadows and, you know, Jake Ullman, like all these are um, Jack Vaughn. These are all people that we've known for years, like Jack Vaughn. Um, I'm excited for Jack Vaughn. I might, have to, I might have to bring my thigh slap t-shirt, I guess. Do it. <laughs> you know, like people like they were, you know they were in our wedding, like Jake Ullman. And like, so it's everybody yeah. were like, okay. So we, we personally, we can vouch for them. So we're like, okay, who would work best with this person? So it's just years of, you know, just coming across people and then yeah. other people I'm trying to think. Um, there are a few, I know some of the girls, like I've never met, I've, I've never actually seen work, but no, maybe I've seen them work like NWA, but, uh, the vendors, some of the vendors who are bringing them in, they're like, hey, you know, I have this person, they, you know, they, they're, they want to work, wrestle. And we're like, all right, well, let's figure something out. <laughs> so, but yeah, almost, I'm trying to think of the other indie, uh, Carl, uh, Carson Drake, he's a local boy. He's still very young. It's him and Nick Aldis. So that's going to, I just saw Nick a few, few weeks about a month or so ago at another show so that's yeah. gonna be fun because that was a uh, nick aldis and um mike bennett actually wrestled and it was great and it was uh mike bennett's first really match did. after uh jay brusco passed away oh so wow. there was it was a big tribute match and oh, yeah right tears heart broke it yeah. was I was I was kind of looking to see who all was on the card because I know like Billy Starks I know Billy Starks yeah I know I've met Myron Reed so it's funny though because it's like Billy Starks like I know who she's at you know because you know from the passings and you know friends of friends but I don't I don't think I've legitimately ever seen her wrestle just because I retired in 2000 and was it 18 no 2019 February so a lot of these people like especially girls i'm like i was already out of the business or they were just coming up or so we just never crossed paths keep your eye on billy oh yeah no i've only heard great things about her and i know she's isn't she 17 or just 18 yeah just turned 18 18. insane so she's so good oh madman fulton oh yeah him too Sorry, I'm just like scrolling. Yeah, no. Hey, you got to remind me. Like, it's all a blur. Uh, yeah, because that's Jake Oman and Madman Fulton mm-hmm. for Black Label Pro. So that'll be good. Yeah, wow. Uh, 
Jake something headlined the first Black Label show I went to. It was about a year and a half ago in Chicago. Because they did a show the same day GCW did their War Games show. Oh, okay. But they did it early. So they had like Danhausen and Dan the Dad and Jake something. And Garcia was in the main event on that show. Okay. So it was, they put on a hell of a product. So I'm looking forward to that show very much. Yeah, Jake something. Um, I actually know him from years ago up at War Wrestling in Lima, Ohio. So, okay. I mean, I worked with him for years. I personally haven't seen him in, I don't know, four, five years. So, once again, another one of those black label guys. I'm just like, oh, shit. I haven't yes. seen them in forever. Yeah. <laughs> Lima, Ohio. I'm going to guess Al Snow's involved in that. In which one? The one in Lima, Ohio. Yeah, that's actually, um, so they're celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. So Al actually um, started the the training and everything. Oh, nice. There. Cool. Yeah. And uh, you have a match also this uh, during the expo on the Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, sounds like it's going to be a bit of a handful. It's what, six, uh, six women? In this Eight. 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 I just wow. that actually. <laughs> well, I, well, I, look. I, the last two years, I was a referee, very content. But this year, trying to piece together, you know, we're like, we have all these people. Let's put them places. And originally, I think it was supposed to be like a, a, a tag. And then there was five girls. And then somehow there was seven. And they were like, the husband was like, I don't like, I don't like odd numbers. We need <laughs> one more. Will you do it? I'm like, mother. I guess. <laughs> so I guess I'm out of retirement. So. <laughs> and this is for the SCX Women's Championship, Yes. Yeah, so right? we have a, yeah. So this is the first time for the, the women's. So the first year we revealed the, the world belts. The second mm-hmm. year we revealed the tag belts, which right. is. Um, Ethan Rhino, right? Ethan Rhino, yes. Yeah. And then this year is the, the women's. Okay, cool. I actually know one of these girls in here other than Heather here. And that's a shot. Well, I don't know, know her, but I've seen her wrestle is Shauna Reed. Yeah. I've seen Shauna in her wedding. Oh yeah. She's another, (laughs) well, she's not local anymore, but yeah, she originally was like a local Cincinnati girl, but, um, Haley shadows. Um, she's more like Indiana, Kentucky, but she's been around for forever. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, yeah, the heck surprisingly, I, in my all my years of wrestling, I had never actually worked against Allison Kay or Marty Bell. Oh, Though wow. we've been on the same shows, we just never, never worked. And I was like, well, shit, it took all these years. And finally, I'm in a match with them. <laughs> it's crazy how that works out sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot, Heather, before we let you go. Uh-oh. What is the, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. What are you most looking forward to at this year's expo? Oh, let's see. I mean, I personally love doing this because I love seeing all of my old friends. So a lot of these people come from all over the, you know, the the United States. So this is just a place for all of us just to kind of turn our brains off from reality, so to yes. speak, and just have a, a great fun time. Like, am I excited about, you know, the, the wrestling match? Yeah, I'm excited. Eh, you know, I'm, eh, I'm excited for it, but it's more of just 
kind of seeing everybody, seeing, you know, fans having the best time, having people walk up to me. They're saying, Heather, thank you so much. And I'm like, I mean, I could only do so much, but thank you guys for, you know, making it bigger and bigger each year. Like it's insane how big it's grown in three years. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I wasn't at the first one, so I I can only imagine, but yeah, if last year was Indie Indicator, this is going to be a just really fun weekend and we can't wait for it. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Well, Heather, we're coming right up on about 35 minutes. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to let you go. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for joining us this time. Yeah. We may, have to make the, we may have to make this an annual every year before the expo, bring you back. And, hey, and I'm, talk I'm really up. down for that. All but right. yeah, so I'm, I'll see you in uh, less than three weeks, I guess. Yeah. Yep. If you see a t-shirt with, with this logo on it, you'll, you'll, you'll know. Or this when it's one. Us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wing we have two podcasts. So. I just spruced up. I got, I got some purple in there. So yeah. I may right. forget names, but I'd be like, yeah, like <laughs> all day. That's fine. Yep. Yes. Right, well, the beard. Thank you guys for having thank me you. on. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. And uh we will see you in about three weeks. All right. All yes. right. Okay, that was fun. That was awesome. I'm even more excited now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the expo's perennially my favorite weekend of the year now starting i mean it was last year but still yeah that's uh that's gonna be a lot of fun uh i did get a message by the way uh i'm gonna read this just to make sure you know that he's all right but our buddy gary sent me a, a text here during uh-huh. the show. sorry man just woke up passed out can't sit in the uncomfortable chair either feel bad about this I told him he, he has nothing to apologize for. No worries, we got yeah, if this. You're down in, if you're down in the back, we can we can pick up the slack a little bit. But the, I feel inclined here, Menders, to tease a programming note before the end of the show. Once okay. I get my once I got to get my pictures up on the overlay before we do it. But while we do that, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we saw this uh, past Monday on the okay. Monday Night Raw. Uh, you said you watched. I did also. I, was, I had free time since I didn't have a car. <laughs> right. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, obviously, the best part of the show was uh, Cody and Roman. I think yes. that's the no-brainer. Of course. And uh, what did you think of Roman's promo? Did, and this is a topic that somebody had put out on, I think, on the Cult of Cornette page. Was, uh, did Roman go too far? with the AEW reference and I don't think he did. I, I really don't. I mean, I guess I feel like anything you've done in the past is something that should be fair game for a promo. It's kind of when the it, most kept secret in wrestling if nobody yeah, knows it by now. Right, exactly. So I was more like I said, Roman did great. He's he cuts a much better promo than he used to. So, you know, yes. it's fine. <laughs> um but Cody's promo coming back at him, telling him oh, how yeah. he was going to be alone the day after WrestleMania that yeah. Paul was going to go back to being an advocate and Jimmy and Jay were going to leave him and solo just couldn't follow in the footsteps. I'm like, 
Damn. And, and and by the way, I I told you this, and I think you agreed. You can see just how much Paul is loving all of this. Just, oh yeah. Just by look, just looking in his eyes during even during Cody's part of it, he's beaming because I, I think he may have quite a bit to do with this angle as far as oh, like, I'm sure he helping these does. guys get to certain places and all that. Uh, but yeah, I, they're they're doing a phenomenal job of, uh, of building this matchup. I know a lot of people were bummed that The Rock wasn't going to be there. They don't need The Rock for this. They don't. Um, for what they've built this to, that's okay. I mean, The Rock's not going to be there. Okay, that's fine. But next year everybody... be cool though. But I think well, where are they at next year? Uh, they're in Philly next year. They're, they're WrestleMania Philly. forty. Okay. But it's forty, so they'll probably get The Rock back for that one. We'll uh, see. But I've been saying ever since that rumor got started with Rock and Roman, that's a match that doesn't need a championship. No, that it can, doesn't. That'll headline one of those nights on WrestleMania regardless. So I'm kind of glad they're not doing it for the title this year at Mania. Well, let uh, me ask you this, because this is something I saw too on, I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the one of the many wrestling things I follow. But they were asking what do you think will be the main event of the second of one of the nights? Because obviously we're going to have rock yeah. and Cody Roman. Or rock Roman and Cody one night. Roman and Cody is headlining night two. They've already announced that. So the question is night one. What's so what do you think is going to headline it? Cause so, I've heard a couple different options. I've heard, now. I've heard a couple. I can tell you what I wish would headline because that's a completely different match, but that's kind of goes along with my wheelhouse. Uh, Everything I've been hearing has been Charlotte and Rhea headlining night one. I, I hope of, so, because... It's kind of been a tradition the last few years, putting the women's match on one of the main events. And I think it'll be a hell of a match. What I want, I want... And they announced, obviously, the tag title match finally last night. Sammy and Kevin against the Usos. I want that to open night two. You want it to open that, night two. That'll start okay. a whole thread through the entire show. Yeah. I can see that. Whether the Usos win or lose, there can be a promo in the middle of the show between Roman and the Usos. Whether Roman's right. blaming them for losing or Jake can hold it over his head. Hey, we won our match. You know, yeah. we did our job now, do yours, something like that. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. What what I would love to see headline night one would be the intercontinental match with Gunther and Sheamus and McIntyre. Hospitamania, you know. Hospitamania. <laughs> that might be a new T-shirt. Oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> but, a never-ending yeah. cavalcade of T-shirt ideas. Well, I like I said, I won't. That's genius. That. See, uh, Barry, what is what? What is that? I'm, I'm. I need context, my friend. Oh, he's talking about having the Usos and oh, uh, Sammy oh. and KO start off the second night. Ah, uh, yes. I can I can book. You know, you guys talk about needing book. We book too, but yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to Gunther and Seamus and McIntyre. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it won't be the main event, but you know, it's uh uh I do th I do think Charlotte and Rhea is the right call for that. I don't think it should be Oscar and Bianca. I don't think they've built that match up enough. It'll be a hell of a match, don't get me wrong. The only but, reason I don't think it should be uh, uh, Bianca and Asuka is because Rhea won the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yes, yeah. I agree. That should that should entitle you to a main event at the show. And since Cody won the Rumble, 
Rio won the Rumble, so they should be headlining both nights of the of the show. I completely agree. That's always kind of bothered me when the title match doesn't headline WrestleMania. Now, see, I mean, last there's... year, though, I understand. Yeah, because last year was... Stone Cold. You, well, you that was were night too... one. You were too busy at a Fozzie concert. I was at, I was at a Fozzie concert. <laughs> we were watching it on Narge's phone the whole time. As were a good number of people at that show, we saw people looking at their phones and talking. Yeah, so... But, uh, but yeah, it's... Uh... It kind of, it bothered me when Flair and Savage went on in the middle of WrestleMania eight, and Hogan and Sid was the main event. But uh, I, I'm sorry, As, yeah, I'm, I know. I love Macho. I love Flair. I like Sid. Not a fan of Hogan. So it's just. Oh, I would have never guessed. You're not a fan of Hogan. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> I, Since my sarcasm, I'm laying it on. Uh, sarcasm. Good. Sarcasm is noted. <laughs> You know, he, he's a shady character like that other guy that we know that uh, we'll get into we more of that tomorrow. we weren't talking about that tonight. <laughs> we'll get into that tomorrow. If you want to hear <laughs> all about my most recent uh, issue in Zero One USA, join us for the Zero One shootout tomorrow. I'll fill you all in. Yeah, because uh, Mark and I right now are kind of at odds on who we like and who we don't like. So it's going to be a good time tomorrow. It's it's more who's behaving and who isn't. Right. Some. Some little punks like to run their mouth, and some little punks yeah. like to mess in other people's matches. So, yeah, we'll discuss this tomorrow. <laughs> uh, teaser. And speaking of teaser, let's get to our uh, programming note here, Menders, because I have the picture loaded up. Uh, next week is supposed to be our off week. We won't be doing a show on Tuesday, as usual, but we are going to be doing a special YouTube episode on Friday, March 31st. At the usual time, 6 o'clock, JTR Mania 2. We did this last year with uh, Narge, and I think Dwayne was on it last year. And uh, okay. we're, we're running it back this year. It's going to be you, me, and Gary. Uh, just on just on the YouTube. It's not going to be on Facebook Live. It's not going to drop us a podcast. But we're going to talk about the show coming up. We're going to talk about Stand and Deliver. We're also going to talk about like old WrestleMania stuff, like some certain talking points and uh, it should be a lot get, of i'm gonna have what? to get i'm gonna have to pick up on all my wrestlemania knowledge before that then so i guess i'm gonna well, have to watch doing, some wrestlemanias we're not doing trivia it's just gonna be just discussions here and there yeah i know but you're an encyclopedia and i only know bits and pieces so i want to be able to true. hold my own i'll make sure you get the questions ahead of time so you can do your that'd homework. be great <laughs> Give me a study guide, Mark. <laughs> oh, uh, it's not easy being the professor, but uh, but yeah, so that'll that'll be fun. I w- I wanted to do it as close as we could before WrestleMania, so it makes sense to do it on the Friday. I got nothing going on that night, and uh, other than Gary... what I down. Well, that's true. And then isn't Hall of Fame right after SmackDown? Should we do this at five and start go from five to seven? Let's see what works with Gary's schedule. And go I'll run it by Gary. but uh, Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do that so we're done in time for uh, SmackDown and Hall of Fame. And God okay, forbid, since, Rampage. I, <laughs> since I mentioned the Hall of Fame, and I know we have ours later. We have ours uh, later. I got I got we, a good one this year, this week. Are we going to mention, though, the one that just got announced? Let's, let's talk about in. all. We haven't had a show since they started announcing, so let's go through the whole okay. list. Uh, so the first one they announced is uh, Rey Mysterio. 
no brainer, you know, arguably greatest luchador of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he's still active, and I don't think they've inducted an active guy since Flair. I, I'm only saying that if Dominic doesn't run in and beat him up while he's giving his speech, I might be a little <laughs> bit upset. Oh, man. They it, ruined, it, it, he, it has to happen. I mean, Dom ruined Christmas. He ruined Thanksgiving. How can he not? Right. He ruined his announcement when they announced him he's yeah. going in the Hall of Fame. He, he was showing up and pissing in his punch bowl. <laughs> exactly. So if Dominic so, doesn't show up, I'm going to be a little upset. Right. Unless there's like footage in the back of him like locked in a room or something like barricaded in or something like that uh so yeah mysterio was the first one uh i know for a fact my friend uh mike nargelinus did backflips when the second guy got announced and that was one great muda mm-hmm. also by the way jtr hall of fame inductee mm-hmm. so so he's having a banner year for hall of fames he is well oh they're both on the same level right wwe hall of fame jtr hall of fame of course of course they are <laughs> In our mind, they are. In our mind, yeah. In, in our the mind, mind of our legions of listeners and fans. Uh, but no, it's, it's great timing. He just retired this yeah. this past January, February. So yeah, it makes sense. Uh, my question is, who's going to induct him? I've I've got to, a lot of people are saying it's going to be Flair. I would kind of, I think it might be Nakamura because Nakamura wrestled him in one of his last matches over in Japan. Possibly Asuka. You never know. That would. Here, here's my only problem with Nakamura or Asuka. I think I would prefer Flair just because even he would be easier to understand. Because sometimes that's that's questionable. Hey, hey, he's easier to understand. Most it depends how Rick gets a few cocktails in him. (laughs) But you see, I like Nakamura. I know. You can usually understand them after you listen to it for a while, but I'll tell you who would be a good. Uh, I'll tell you who would be a good choice: Rick Steamboat. Oh yeah. They were both in WCW at the same time. They wrestled each other in Japan. Very articulate. Uh, that I would I would be happy with that. Yeah, so it's, it remains to be seen. I think everybody was saying Sting for obvious reasons, but Sting's an AEW. He's not. I was going to say Sting's not going to come to the WWE Hall of Fame. But ordinarily, if Muda was getting inducted, Sting would be a no-brainer for who to who to put him in but that's neither here nor there uh then just uh, yesterday they announced menders the most recent one and i think the longest time coming outside of maybe a cindy lopper for the celebrity wing and that is mr hollywood himself andy kaufman going in and who's Are, gonna induct him and if somebody got, else inducts him i will be mad <laughs> it's got to be either jerry lawler jimmy hart or both I would but laugh if David Letterman gotta, did it. <laughs> oh, man, if it was Letterman, that would be awesome. <laughs> but no, it's it's got to be Lawler, though, right? It has to be. It has to be Lawler. Although, you no. know, he said he really didn't like him that much, so why would we be asking him to do right. it? But... Right, right, right. Uh, unless you saw the movie. If you're one of the 12 people that saw Man on the Moon, you know that's not the case. Uh, <laughs> or any a... of the other... Documentaries uh, or yeah, shows. Tales of the Territories. I call them the kayfabe killers. The kayfabe killers, yeah. Uh, you're an aficionado of a good wrestling heel, Menders. You have the t-shirt to prove it. You can get I that do. on prosandtees.com slash JTR, by the way. Cheap plug. Yeah, I did wear it today, and then I changed my mind, but yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, Andy Kaufman, greatest heel ever? 
he's up there. He really is up there. Because, I mean, how else? All he was doing was beating up women until until Lawler got hold of him. So, I mean, he was doing intergender matches before they had intergender matches. It was great. That's, that's true. And Cornette did not hate it. No, he did not. <laughs> the uh, the pile driver, <laughs> when Lawler gave him that pile driver. And I watched um, it. Of course, it was 1982. I watched it long after the fact because I was right. like one year old. But I love the story. I forget who told it. It might have been Jarrett that uh, he went down and they were trying to get him out of the ring, but he wouldn't leave. He stayed on his back. And he's like, get me a stretcher. So yep. they went stretch him out. And then he's like, I, I, you need to put me in an ambulance. And it's like, we don't have an ambulance. They said, the ambulance costs like $250. Like, I'll pay for it. Get, I'll get an ambulance. Pay for it. So get he paid for an ambulance to take him to a hospital just to keep kayfabe going. Which and that's, then hit in the hospital respect, for right what? There. He, he was in the hospital, hospital for like a few days. days. Yeah. Yeah. That's respect, right? That's protecting that the is. gimmick. That's right up there with the Sandman when uh, Dreamer blinded him and he stayed in his house for a month and didn't answer his phone. Yeah. Or <laughs> what was it? Uh, didn't Junkyard Dog do that too? JYD did a blinding angle in Mid South. He went. He wound up going to another territory for a while to protect it. Yeah, but man, I miss Kayfabe. Kayfabe is so fun. It is fun. You'll get a little bit of that probably from NJF at the expo, though. I hope. <laughs> Fingers are crossed on that You need one. to get that hat that he had at his rebar mitzvah, the Burberry like, bucket hat. The bucket hat? That was I don't ridiculous. know. I'm afraid Buff Bagwell might try to steal it if I wear it. Well, Buff would be more into a top hat. Oh. Mm. That rebar we'll mitzvah, though. That was great. Well, wait, let's go back and finish talking about WWE, and then we'll okay. move on. Okay, okay. It's, it's, you're keeping me from jumping off the rails, I'm which trying. is usually Gary's job. But Yeah. Gary, All I'm right. trying. <laughs> All right, so what do you want to discuss from WWE here, Menders? The only other thing is Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. Oh, man. That's, that's, we've that's we've so got good. to talk about it. It's too much of a crossover with both of our shows. Right. We've got to talk a little bit about it. Sure. Yeah. It's... Uh... First of all, why was Seth Rollins wearing Steven Tyler pajamas? Just curious. I don't know. And he was wearing Becky's sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Seth is I don't I don't understand Seth he's, anymore. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a fashion uh iconoclast, I guess you'd call it. Uh I think I'm using that word right. If my wife is listening, she'll correct me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he still dresses, talks, and acts like a heel, even though he's probably the most over baby face outside of Cody Rhodes right now and Sami Zayn. Yeah, and it's it's messing with my head because yeah. here's the bad part. I'm the one that's sitting here saying I kind of like Logan Paul, and hey, Seth isn't exactly my favorite. But right, well, my brother has told me that he thinks what Logan is doing in WWE is nothing sort of phenomenal. Yeah, just the way he's such a natural. Nobody wants to like him. No, he, they want to see him get his ass kicked. Oh, wait, so he's a heel? Oh, well, then that's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> it's, it's in your heel house. Yeah, in my heel house. But, <laughs> you know, I I like what he's doing. And anybody that can outshine Hangman Page, I'm perfectly cool with. So He doesn't need butterflies on his pants to do it. Nope. And when he can do the buckshot lariat better than... I'm gonna That's call. It, I can't. I can't help it. It's hangnail paged. I listen right, to too right. much corny. How how good was that song 
at the end of the drive-thru, the guy's singing about punk. It's like an R&B slow jam. Yeah, it and was, that was, referencing yeah. the butterflies on his pants. <laughs> and finally, Brian Lass had to put a stop to it because it was too long. It was. It was. It was, yeah. No, no, uh, the show, the songs at the end. Uh, it's just, yeah, classic. Sometimes uh, they're good. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're awful. Sometimes, sometimes they're, they're terrible. terrible but it's a. Uh, but can we, okay, I'm going to say it. <laughs> the security guard that Seth yes. Rollins jumped on. Our, it's our speaking friend, the Quadfather. Say, speaking of the last guest you had on the show prior to uh-huh. Heather, Mr. Yep. Camaro Jackson. Yep, the quad father himself from Zero One USA, Glory Pro Wrestling. At Team least he Ambition. wasn't the one that got his head landed on. He was the one that tried to catch because <laughs> he wasn't the main one underneath. Well, if I'm diving on off the top rope to the floor, if I see Camaro, I'm hoping he catches me because he probably could. He probably could. He's a very big, big strong boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'll talk about him more tomorrow, also on the uh, shootout. But he's got some business coming up in uh, Zero One USA that we'll get to. We'll talk about it, yeah, tomorrow on the show. Kind of nervous how long tomorrow will go, but we'll see how that all ends up. But uh, yeah, that remains to be seen. So let's talk a little bit about uh, AEW last week. Uh, I didn't watch the whole show. Uh, we kind of. You went about a half hour over on our Zero One podcast, so I didn't catch the beginning. I had to go and back missed and watch the, the best part of the whole yeah, show. Yeah, they put the best thing on the beginning of the show. I had to go back and watch that later. Uh, it looks like they're finally going to pull the trigger on some sort of a four-way match with the the four pillars of AEW for the title. They have to. There's nothing else they can do. They've booked themselves into a corner. It, so It, it kind of makes the most sense. It's, they should make it a five-way put Britt in there. Put who in there? Dr. Baker. She's one of the yep. pillars, isn't she? No, no, <laughs> no. She's now got she her own her. angle going on. Yeah, going with on. the outcast. Don't worry about it. That's a yeah. clever name, the outcast. Yeah, they're real smart. Spray paint and out in their name. That's very original. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder where they got the idea from. Yeah. From, uh, from Tony. I'll tell you who <laughs> they got the idea from. Huh. Who? <laughs> There you go. You got it in this week again. I got, I got it in. You never know. There might be more. Uh, oh, I'm sure there probably will be. We're talking AEW right now. So, so can, can I tell you what bothered me the most about Dynamite last Wednesday? What was that? The Jane Cargill... Jade Cargill segment. <laughs> Damn it, Corny. I'm so sorry. That makes me laugh a lot. <sighs> so, okay. So Jade comes out and does her open challenge for a Canadian wrestler... Everybody and their brother who's follows and And their brother's dog and the dog's fleas. They they know who's coming. Yeah. But they bring out, and I can't remember the girl's name. I've seen her a million times. But she comes out for a two-minute squash with Jade. And then they bring out Taya Valkyrie, who, credit to Tony, is a good pickup for that women's division. Because hopefully they use her right. right. If, if they, they use, use her right. right. Speaking of which, I don't know what this is their first show in. Is it their first show in Canada or their first one in Winnipeg? I think it's the first one in Winnipeg. Okay. No, because was I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. But 
why wouldn't they just make the surprise Taya coming out for a match? I think they want to build it more, which, okay, I kind of understand, but then don't make it a big deal that she's going to fight a Canadian wrestler. Right, and have her pick a fight with Renee Moxley Good. Yeah. (laughs) But but yeah, when the first girl came out, you could hear crickets in that crowd. They could not give two shits. Nobody cared. Nobody cared, and I feel bad for that. Yeah, I feel... Yeah, she... And I've, like I said, I've seen her work. I just can't remember her name for the life. And she's not a bad wrestler. Yeah. They sent her out to get squashed by Jane. You know, it's. There's lots of really good wrestlers that go up to AEW and then end up having to get squashed. Mm-hmm. And I can think of two big ones off the top of my head that are huge Please? in New Japan right now. Please. Max. Yeah. Max got squashed. Ish. Heidi. By whom? Oh, who who squashed Max? Max didn't win their match when That's they were not on dark. Squash. Well, okay. It's not a squash. Okay, okay, okay. And then Heidi lost. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, if you really want to get into it, then then you've got Sky Blue and. Well, I know. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Billy Starks tomorrow. Probably going to get the same treatment from Tony Storm. You know, and it probably will happen, but. And I like Billy. We've talked about her a little bit. With oh, Heather. yeah. I, She's hella I like talented. Billy. Um, I, I like Billy. Well, Billy's, you know, she was also in Zero One. So it's like, yeah, yeah I like Billy. Yeah, I like she's Billy Chicago girl. Uh, Saban Gage wears her armband still when he comes to the ring. That BSB, the Billy Starks brand thing. Mm-hmm. Because I see, uh, I see guys in the crowd at GCW with the big, the big banner every time she's on. Yep. Which I don't know if that's her relatives or, but that's neither here nor there. Not right. my business. So uh, I, like I said, I maybe they shouldn't have put this. Maybe they should have saved this match for Rampage. I I don't know. I I don't know what to do with the women's division at AEW. Period. You, you I, know what I say? Hmm. They need to bring somebody in to run it, not Kenny Omega, <laughs> because I think he was the one that was running it from the beginning. That's why Riho was the champion. <laughs> Doilies. Sorry, go ahead. But <laughs> the guy I would have them bring in, and I would throw the checkbook at him, is Fit Finley. Oh, that would be He's, good. Because he is the man that saved the women's division in WWE. Yeah. By taking them over and working with the girls, booking their—I don't know if he was booking their matches. I know he wasn't booking the finishes, but I think he was—he was helping them with their matches and everything, and he made them better than what they were. Like getting away from the whole bra panties bullshit. Uh, yeah, your hands. yeah. And then because I... then you got your Baileys and your Biancas and your well, not Bianca, but Charlotte and now Sasha and all them out of that. Sasha, Natalia, all yeah. those. All, all the the ones that, in my opinion, really yeah. pave the way to what we see now. Yeah. And and think what he could do. And I know Dustin helps out with the women a little bit here and there. Namely Thunder Rosa. But imagine what Finley could do with a Jade Cargill. Yeah. Somebody who's as well, green as she is. Just wasn't, to help. wasn't Jade working with Danielson? Uh, I think so for a bit. I don't know if she still is. But 
I mean, I'm, there is improvement there. She's getting yeah, better. She has gotten better. But she's only been in the business, what, two years? Well, AEW's been in, what, three AW's years? AEW's been on for so four years. Four years? Three, three and a half years, and I think she's been there for two of them. Yeah. Give or take. But uh, but then you got even the outcasts. The page is riddled with ring rust right now. <laughs> she hasn't worked a match in five, six years. Ruby's, yeah. Ruby's okay, but she her timing is off. Yeah. Always. Always. And she's a nice, I'm sure she's a nice girl, but her timing is awful. Yeah. And even the thing is too, they need to have people they can work with. And I wonder if her timing would be better if the people she was working with, I don't mean they need to be more trained, but I think they need more in ring work. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that Menders, because that brings me to my next thing. Uh, They started running house shows. Good. In AEW. Uh, WWE still has always done them here and there. But AEW has finally pulled the trigger on running some live events that aren't televised. And they're one something went viral this weekend, which was a match Anna Jay had with Britt Baker. Which you could see, not, not a good match. You know, just the timing was off. But everybody, and this is what I don't agree with, people were... Breaking Anna J off or across the coals for being bad. This is what house shows are for, right? She's getting ring time and she's working with people, and hopefully, if she keeps doing these live events when she goes to TV next, she'll polish up a little bit. She'll be able to, if she's working house shows with Brit for two weeks, then she wrestles Brit on TV. It's going to be better because they're going to have their timing. They're going to, as long as they're putting the work in, and I don't know how Brit wouldn't put the work in. How do you, I mean, that's how they did it back when we first started wrestling. It was house shows. That's how they do the territories. You have to get in the ring and do the work. They booked television to sell tickets to house shows. Right, exactly. Back in the day. But yeah, and then that was the thing. They would, it's like you said, they would work like when Brock Lesnar was coming, before he ever debuted on television, he wrestled Lance Storm for like three or four weeks Mm -hmm. on the house show loop just to get ring time with like, that caliber of talent, not just OVW guys. And then when he came up, he was a friggin' he was a beast. You know, to borrow a phrase from Paulie. <laughs> but of course, but you know, you know, it's like they always say: practice, practice doesn't make it perfect, but it does make it does give you progression. So <laughs> my, my my dad always said: practice doesn't make perfect; perfect practice makes perfect. Oh he's a, my he's a bit of a perfectionist sometimes. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's that's basically what it is. It's that's where the PC is so valuable for these developmental guys in WWE. Even if there's not a crowd there, they have a ring they can roll around in every day and work yeah. in. And they've got all these coaches, Robbie Brookside. I mean, come on, yeah, Robbie Brookside is one of your coaches. How good is that? Sarah Del Rey's down there, Steve Carino. Just, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Right, exactly. If, if that's what you want to do, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Exactly. So they've got this, and I just feel like AEW, they've got, I mean, they've got Double A, they got Malenko, they got BJ Whitmer, Jerry Lynn. I don't know how much these talents are using these guys to their full <laughs> usefulness. And also, to be fair, I don't know how useful Dean would be in the ring with these guys every day, but at least he would be there to offer advice. and right. break, like. Watch watch tape, you know, 
sit down and, and watch a match with them. And then I about messed up and said and helped them build a character, but then I remembered we were talking about Dean Malingo. And... Now, hey, <laughs> you can't tell me that that ladies' man gimmick didn't go over like gangbusters in WWF. Lead balloon. That's how it went over, but okay. <laughs> but Dean is one of my favorite wrestlers, though. No, he and he is a great wrestler. I'm, I'm yes. taking nothing away from his number in, one in, in the PWI 500 in 1997, by the way. No, which unheard of because look who all was rolling yeah. in 97. Hitman, Michaels, Hogan, you know, Hogan yeah. was the world champion, but you know, Taz, all these guys, and Malenko, without winning a world championship was number one on their PWF 500 that year. Well, I guess I'm not taking anything away from his wrestling abilities. No. It was just, he needed a manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best best work he ever did was with uh, Jericho, WCW. Yeah. With Jericho was basically just making fun of him the whole time. Arm Stinko, bar. Malenko. <laughs> the thousand moves of Malenko. The of a thousand four <laughs> holes. Yeah, armbar. I wonder if he still has that giant thing of dot matrix printer paper in his house somewhere, like in this, just for posterity. He might. Who knows? He, he may. You never know. All right. So all right, let's get back on the tra- back on track. <laughs> okay. Hey, it, there really wasn't a track there. It's, no. Uh, we were talking about Dean Linko. He does work for AEW. We were talking about AEW. We're good. There you go. We're good. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me think what else. There's okay. What oh. did you think of, as much as I hate to bring it up, Moxley and um, Cassie, Cat, yeah. Audio. There you go. Thank you. And uh, the whole Blackpool Combat Club, not, it's, I feel like them and why are they going against the Dark Order? But I d- just, I because, just, just, just to keep going with with Hangman, I'm hoping that Why? changes now. <laughs> I'm hoping that changes now because it seems like they're teasing an elite reunion with uh, Paige going back with uh, Twinkle Toes and the Buckaroos. That's then do it. I'm I'm done. I'm so over they, it. <laughs> I never I never bought Paige with the Dark Order. I've, no. After Brody passed, I finished checked out on the Dark Order. I am glad that Stu Grayson's back. Yes. I'm a I big fan of Stu Grayson. I love him and Nuno as a tag team, but they don't need the Dark Order to do it. No, I. Well, but they. I haven't decided because I don't even know where the tag team division is going right now. Just watching all of it is. It's going in a circle. Yeah, it is, and it's terrible. You can only do it so many times. They're they're building to the guns in FTR. Okay. But after after that. I don't know what's what? next because yeah, what do you I mean, the do? Bucks are the Bucks are doing the trios thing with uh, with Omega. Uh, you could put Malachi and Brody in the tag team division because they're tag team champs in PWG. They're a tag team, right? Right. But that's that's what I'm saying though. Everything is a, is a three man group. Everything anymore. Tony Bosa's factions. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of a crutch. He he loves factions as much as he likes turning out the lights when somebody debuts. <laughs> okay, that got me. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> Which he did, I think, two or three times on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, no, I I just I can only hand like I I do. I try to sit and watch AW. 
but then you start watching it after a while and I'm just like, well, this is going to happen. Well, this is going to happen. And then sometimes it changes and I'm like, huh? That doesn't even make any sense, Tony. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the Blackpool Combat Club needs a new name since there's no Regal anymore. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know what the name would be because, you know, I don't know if you call it, it the... <laughs> I'm worried because, well, see, because this is a thing with, they're trying to push the whole thing with Moxley and Paige still. It's like, why? You had... They had the blow-off. They did the You had your blow-off match. Why are we still watching this? Yeah, they should be moving on. Maybe have maybe have Moxley, Yuta, and Claudio go for the trios championship, possibly. I know Moxley, or Claudio and Yuta are doing the Ring of Honor thing right now. They're I was going to say, they've the got Ring of there. Honor stuff, so it's like... Moxley could use... A, Moxley never did get his vacation, did he? No. He could be taking his vacation right about now. Right. But I, I don't know. I, I used to like Moxley. I'm torn on Moxley anymore. I I like Moxley, but I just don't agree with what he's doing right now. All and It's easy to suck an old fuddy-duddy say, oh, he's bleeding too much. He's bleeding too much. He is. It's not special anymore. No. And if you're going, in my opinion, if you're going to use color, you got to use color when it counts. That's right. You use blood to build a story. That's just to pop a crowd for a TV, you know. And that's the problem. They do it on TV. It's not just a pay-per-view thing. If you're going to do big stuff like that, you put it on a pay-per-view. That way, you're making money because people want to see it happen. If I was a wrestler, I would challenge Moxley to a first blood match every time. So you win every time. Flick him in the forehead. Then he'd start bleeding. <laughs> oh, Bari has a good point. Max has gotten comfortable in his spot. Yes. Yes, he has. Maybe a little too comfortable at times. Yeah. Well, there's no there's no credible challengers anymore for him. <laughs> That's right. Danielson, Danielson Hold took on, a Hold on, I said that wrong. That says Mox. Oh. He's talking about Mox. You said, oh, you can't tell an A from an O? <laughs> My, Mox, glasses, yeah. my glasses are shining. Sorry. I got you. Oh, no, you're all good. <laughs> but I, I do think he's kind of getting complacent, like a like a satisfied house cat. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know a thing or two, but... I was going to say, where's yours at? Is yours there? <laughs> uh, the Noodles was over here bugging me during the interview, but she's gone away. I think she went to go find a hidey hole. <laughs> but Shout yeah, Mox... Kayfabe Kitty, Noodles Redman. Yeah, but yeah, Mox has gotten very complacent where he's at, and mm-hmm. he and this is a thing. Tony's not going to change anything because he th- no. thinks because no, he's a pee wee soccer coach. He just wants his little troopers yeah. to be happy. Everybody gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. That's why he's got so many belts, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Speaking of belts, what did you think of the Wardlow Hobbs angle with QT? Mar- <sighs> Does anybody care about QT? No. I'll tell you who doesn't. It's the great Brian Last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yes. Uh, but no, it's... Uh, I like Hobbs as the TNT champ. He, needs, he deserves it. He's busting his ass. Uh, I get wanting to have a mouthpiece for him. I just don't know that QT is the right guy. If that's the case, then let Hobbs build it himself, then have QT come out afterwards. 
But Here's let Hobbs, yeah. yeah. And Hobbs can talk. He can cut a promo. He can. But That's why if they feel the need to give him a manager, I don't know the QT is the right guy. Put him with no. Mark Sterling. No. Mark, Mark Sterling is the best manager they got right now. You think? Well, who else is there? Unless I'm Hathaway? missing somebody. Stokely. 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 Uh, Stokely's all right. He's kind of getting a little I cartoony like for me. I, I'm, a, I know, I'm very fond you, of Stokely. But if, the I whole... think if you put Stokely with somebody else than who he's with, and don't get me wrong, I get the Jarrett and all that. He's dressed like a guy masquerading as a Black Panther and giggling the whole time. Right. We, he needs a change of scenery. <laughs> and to get rid of some, never mind. Sanjay, actually, I will give you Sanjay. He's not an active wrestler anymore, so he's technically a manager. Yeah. But, but he's also kind of Sutton Singh's handler. <laughs> yep. It's like, you ever see that movie My Giant with Billy Crystal and George Mirasan? I think I have actually. Yeah. George Mirasan was a basketball player for the Wizards or the Bullets back then. Seven foot seven, uh, Yugoslavian, Eastern European. And Billy Crystal wrote a movie where they were, it was like a buddy movie where they were buddies. That's what right. Sanjay and Sutton Singh remind me of. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I just. Okay. Sorry. Zippy the pinhead annoys me. I'm just going to leave it. Now, there. for those of our listeners that don't listen to the Jim Cornette Yeah, podcast, don't listen to the Jim Cornette. Who is, who is Zippy the pinhead for those that don't listen to Corny? S- Sanjay, right? Okay. Right, I do. Yeah, Sutton. Yeah, Sanjay. Yeah. I I can't help it. I never got those names right. So, Corny's names it is, but <laughs> <laughs> just makes it easier for me. So yeah, I I don't know what it is. I think he reminds me too much of um. Oh, the great. Gazoo. No, it's not the Kali. great. Yes, there you go. Kali. I'm, I imagine you're talking about Sutton, not Sanjay. Yeah, Sutton. Sorry, Sutton. Sanjay doesn't remind you of the great Kali. No, Sutton. Uh, I... He actually calls Sanjay Sanjay. That's the reason Corny does. So that's the reason yeah. at first I was I was like, wait. Corny likes Sanjay. He does. He doesn't like he likes Sutton. lethal. Doesn't like Sutton. Nope. That's Zippy the Pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Oh, goodness. So, we... well, since we talked about uh, Sanjay, the Orange Cassidy Jeff Jarrett match from Dynamite. Every week, yeah. I'm just hoping that Orange drops the title to somebody. Last week it was Lethal, or the previous week it was Lethal. Last week it was Jarrett, and I thought they were going to do it. They pulled out hoping. the uh, Golden Globe spot. Uh, I was hoping. I don't know. I'm. I'm just kind of over orange at this point. Got, I've been over orange for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I've been over orange for a while. So. I do like the uh, the change to the international championship. That's a better name than the All Atlantic Championship. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yet again, it's another belt. Do we really need more belts? No, because let's 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 think about this. AW, they've got. World title, TNT, TBS, women's title, tag team, six-man, All-Atlantic. That's seven if you don't count the FTW championship, which I right. don't. Well, so, and that's if you don't count the ROH stuff, too. 
well, not, that's the thing. ROH, they've got world title, TV, pure championship, tag team, and women's. That's five. Yeah. So between Tony's holdings, he has 12 championships. And he says he that's, has more that he wants to do. Yeah, he's getting carried away with the whole create a belt thing in the WWE 2K, probably. He's <laughs> coming up with something and then it's like, I'm going to put it on the show. Yeah. But, Yay. Yeah. He's going to buy ECW just so he can bring back those belts, too. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I don't know. Tony, Tony. I believe I... you mean... Yeah, that one. <laughs> He's yeah. actually the, my least favorite con in the wrestling business, which is saying something. That is saying a lot. <laughs> All right, so we have what the, the the big the big ordeal with Omega and Jericho being in the ring at the same time in Winnipeg, and I didn't care. Sorry, they, I didn't care. They, so they they keep saying Omega says he's the greatest wrestler in the history of Winnipeg. Jericho says he's the greatest wrestler in the history of Winnipeg. They're both playing catch up because Roddy fucking Piper is the greatest wrestler in the history of Winnipeg. I agree. Let's it's, go with that. It's they're just playing for second place, if you ask me. The uh, the thing I took away from the six man match last week is Malachi is too good to be in the trios division. He needs to be. I I say he him as a babyface with Max would just be phenomenal. Because yeah, you can I, imagine the promos Max will cut on, on Malachi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and um, the promos Malachi will cut on Max, too, for that record. Right. Well, and I'd really... Buddy Matthews, if they would change his name... Buddy. He, he could be... <laughs> I love Buddy. He could be something super special. Because he's really good. He is so really good. good. It, they just need to change his name from Buddy. Or get him out of the House of Black. Yeah. Well, but I'm afraid... You can have a buddy in the House of Black. I'm afraid if he gets out of the House of Black, though, he's going to get forgotten. Because we are talking about Tony Khan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or Big Bill. Or whatever Bill and Medium Buddy. Or whatever happened to the factory. You know, it's Uh, like... They got got disbanded. That didn't get lost. They just did away with that so QT could go with Hobbs. Oh. For our listeners, you Menders is chuckling uh, disheartedly about the huge eye roll. <laughs> huge eye roll, yeah. Just exasperated with it. <laughs> you may have heard of Giddy Mindy. This is Cringy Mindy. This is Cringy Mindy. Mindy. I still can't say it. <laughs> Mindy. I always call it Minji. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Was there anything else that kind of happened? Nothing that springs to mind jake hager I, looked like a torque a beachcomber from the home with his purple hat and his romper i i don't know can what we, they're doing with that guy can we please get billy starks as far away from jericho as humanly possible yeah that would be awesome yeah. <sighs> I've, I've i think talk about AEW is depressing you mender so let's move on yeah uh, let's do that Let, let's move on to wrestling i enjoy all right, let's talk about the JTR Hall of Fame here. 
still bothers me that I didn't get all the black out of that A on fame at the end <laughs> of the graphic. I guess I'm, I'm interested to see who you pick this week, Mark. All right. The JTR Hall of Fame, and hopefully this continues the Moody tradition and we can get this guy into the WWE Hall of Fame also because he is, I would argue, maybe one of the most overdue people to, to go in. Okay. All right. I can tell I got you on the edge of your seat. You do. At home. Are I'm intrigued. Ready? I'm intrigued. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the model. <laughs> Rick Martell, even before he was the model. But oh, I know. But that's how, how good, I remember him. <laughs> how good was Rick Martell? One of my favorite heels. Yes. He was and one also of my favorite heels. A tremendous baby face, too. Yeah. The most prancingest, hand clappingest baby face I think I ever saw. Uh, I'm so right, excited. I have to let me let me remember him in Strike Force. Okay, now I'm good. Oh, I got it. I, oh, I got you. <laughs> there you go. Or if you want to see them after a shower, <laughs> there you go. Oh, the hairstyles in the '80s. So, I love it. so yeah, so so Rick, uh, I first, I didn't really, I didn't watch him. Obviously, I wasn't alive yet at this point when he was one of the tag champs with Tony Gurria. This is like 79, I want to say, maybe 81. Uh, he was just a plucky baby face from Montreal there, you know. Yeah. And uh, so he was uh, not getting a whole lot. He was just, uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <Uncle> Beach is <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so he was just like a, a white meat baby face back in the late 70s, early 80s. And then uh, he really got his uh, his break in the AWA though. Uh, there you see there he was he was the world champion yeah. after uh, after the Hogan debacle of 1983. He won the belt and held it for a good while, and then uh, dropped it to Stan Hansen, who then ran over it with his truck when <laughs> they wanted to send it back. Yeah, that's the old AWA inmate belt, which is you know classic for belt collectors. This one that's actually made in a prison. You don't have it? I don't have it, no. I don't have a lot of belts. I've only got a handful. And whenever I get one, I get eye-rolled by the wife. Because <laughs> more belts. That doesn't stop me from getting more belts, mind you. But Well, no, of course. Well, it's no, kind of no. like whenever I say I'm getting another door. But, you know. Right, right. Same question. Where are you going to put them all? Well, you're seeing them right now, so... You need to reassemble it and then just replace the actual door behind you with that door. No, it's too no. big. Okay. It's too big. You've and it would have it. a huge crack in it. That's true. So. So back to Rick Martel, Menders. Yes. Uh, so he had his run in the AWA. Uh, I think he wrestled Flair in some like champion versus champion matches on some live events. Okay. Like when they would co-run shows there. Then he came back and where I first became aware of, uh, of Rick Martel was about 1986, 1987, the Can-Am connection right there yeah. with Tom Zink. I vaguely they, remember the Can-Am connection. They, vaguely. Weren't there very, they weren't there very long because I think Z-Man wanted more money, so they let him go. And that is when we got Strike Force. I loved Strike Force. Now, you heard me earlier talk about my affection for Tito Santana. This was a big deal to me because mm -hmm. this was actually the they won the belts from the Hart Foundation on Superstars. Mm -hmm. on a, so it aired on a Sunday afternoon on Channel 27 on the, on the Fox network. Fox. This was the first this was the first title change I ever saw on TV. 
when they beat the Heart Foundation, and I was all for it. I was I was jumping up and down. It was awesome because I I dug Strike Force. I was yeah. a fan of the lightning bolts. You see the the red lightning bolt. I yep. Made my, I made my grandma make me a shirt with red lightning bolts on it. It's <laughs> which is completely true. I remember uh, I'd went to a live event and it was up at U of I. Mm-hmm. Back when it was still Assembly Hall. Uh, it'll always and, be Assembly Hall to me. Yeah, me too. And I, you know, they had like the catalog where you could order the shirts or whatever that they mm-hmm. handed out for you. Oh, yes, and I love the, the I pictures. I went through and I circled everything I wanted. <laughs> and of course, Strike Force was one of them because, uh-huh. yeah, they were was just. The purple, was the purple Macho Man shirt one of them? I don't think it was. Yeah. Was it the purple? See, I was an Ultimate Warrior fan, so no. yeah, oh, man, I didn't know what good wrestling was when I was. You saw bright okay. colors and muscles. So pretty colors and muscles, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was in craziness. I think the craziness is what actually that, that's got called me to cocaine. Like I know. Well, I know that now. When I was seven and eight, I did not realize that then. <laughs> it was a simpler time back then. Yeah. I wasn't as smart as I am now. <laughs> we didn't know his heart was going to explode from right. cocaine use and steroids and all that. Yeah. That's, that's, we learned that in our more jaded uh, years. Yeah. But, uh, but again, blown off the topic. Back to Martel. Yeah. <laughs> Big hand so, clap for Martel. I'm yes. excited. That That's a good choice there, Mark. Yes. Look at that. No. This is the night he turned heel on Tito. Actually, the first time I noticed his French Canadian accent was when he cut this promo. Oh, yeah? I just, he was, I just thought he was another American. I didn't get what Can-Am connection meant. I didn't know it was Canadian-American. I just thought it was a catchy name. But, uh... <laughs> some things just flew over my head sometimes. Okay, that uh, tickled me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. That one tickled me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But, but this led to, I think, his greatest run in his whole career, Menders. Starting yeah. with, with the Doctor of Style, you know, the Slickster. Slick. Yeah. And that was... That was when he was just Rick Martel. He was Yeah, he was just Rick Martel then. He yeah. he hadn't he hadn't um gotten a hold of his arrogance, the sense mean, of arrogance yet. There you go. Look at that. That's, look at that guy. The hair, look at that the guy. sunglasses. Look at the tan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Canadians don't tan that well. No, not at all. What? But and said so not at the, all. They don't. The wife says well. yes they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's she's heckling me from behind the curtain here. Yeah, that's that's the Rick Martel yes. that I fell in love with as a heel. That one. Yep, that one. Yep. Did you want the button? No. I I was always scared. Dad was a big face person. So dad always yeah. liked the good guys. So it was like if I liked the bad guys, I wasn't as cool as dad was. Oh. And dad so had all the So you had to hide you, you had to hide <laughs> the love for Rick Martel deep down I did. in the cockles of your heart. I did. And now I can let it all out and it's great. That's right. Uh so this run led to one of my, and this might come up in the top 10 on next Friday's show, one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time, Menders, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm, probably, yeah. A blindfold match. <laughs> so bad. This was a freaking masterpiece by Rick <laughs> Martel. I just watched this back again last week. It is, I, I know it takes two guys to have a great match, but Rick Martel was just superlative in this 
in this match. This match was terrible. This this match should have won an Emmy for <laughs> comedic performance by a French Canadian. Uh, okay, comedic performance, I will give you that. <laughs> He, uh, shot, he shot Rick Jake into the buckles and bent down for a backdrop, and Jake ran around him. Yeah. <laughs> and he just stood there for like a good six seconds, like bent over. Where'd he go? <laughs> then he body slams him and like winds up for a big elbow drop when Jake had rolled out of the way like three seconds before, and he just dropped an elbow on the mat. Yeah. <laughs> the chair on the ring post. I mean, I could go on. About yeah. This. Yeah. It's so this is a masterpiece. <laughs> Okay, you you keep believing that, Mark. <laughs> uh-huh. And then there's uh, about a year later, my other favorite Rick Martel match, uh, SummerSlam '92. Look at that guy! The outfits. The outfits. He, as he said during the show, "Eat your heart out, Andre Agassi." <laughs> no kidding. So funny. Oh, the this was the match he short. had. <laughs> this is the match he had with Shawn Michaels. Yep. Where uh, neither man could hit each other in the face, mm-hmm. as agreed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they were fighting uh, conceivably over Sherry, because Sherry was kind of smitten with both of them. And if you're a tennis fan, you'll get this joke that uh, that uh, Bobby said. He said, "At the end of this match, somebody is going to be broken at love." <laughs> Which. Just kissed a Bobby the Brain for that. Uh, yeah. For that oh, hey, Bobby had the best one-liners he, anyway. He did. He did. I I wish that Peacock would have all the episodes of the Bobby Heenan show. Remember that that was on mm-hmm. prime time. It was like his talk show. Mm-hmm. I've only seen clips. I never saw because I didn't have USA back then. It was only on for like six months. Mm-hmm. So I want to find episodes of that and uh, and just glory in the genius that is Bobby the Brain Heenan. Right. So. Well, Major applause to Rick Martel. Yes, and uh, well, we're not forgetting his uh, his last run. No. WCW. Look at that yeah. leather tights. With yeah. The snakeskin belt. And uh, <laughs> and if you think he was just there to look pretty, he was yeah, he... the TV champion for a bit. All right. Wow. And that was his last like significant run in the business before he retired. Uh, I think he broke his leg, so then he retired. Yeah. Enough for however you say that in French. But uh, but yeah, muzzle tough, I say to the great Rick Martel, uh, our latest inductee into the JTR Hall of Fame, hopefully a f- soon to be inductee in the WWE Hall of Fame also. Yes. So he's I, he's very deserving. Yes. Also a member of the greatest royal greatest survivor series team ever, the Visionaries nineteen ninety. Not yep. a member eliminated. They they shut out the uh, the Vipers. Yeah. So gosh. Such good Classic. matches. Why why yes. were all the good matches forever and a half ago? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Nobody, there was there was no nobody pond. tried to do nobody tried to I'm, wait, hang on nobody <laughs> nobody tried to do backflips back in back in the day right. until <laughs> all right let's move on Menders shall we let's do that because where there's a hall of fame there has to be this. It is Tuesday, which means it's time for Top 10 Tuesday. 
And, I did uh, not do my homework this time, I, so I don't no, have I a told list. you what we were doing. So I know it's on. It's on you. Here we go. Top ten Tuesday. Our topic this week, and I'm sure you'll agree with most of these menders. Uh, worst WCW gimmicks from 1990 to 92. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You gave me two years. Actually, I think you told me 89 three, to 92. Three three years, by the way. But I took out 89 because I wound up taking the Black Scorpion off of this. Ah, okay. So, so Black Scorpion <laughs> is not on this list. Now, a lot of some of these guys are great wrestlers, but their gimmicks were awful. And yeah. I'm using great somewhat loosely here. They're guys we enjoyed. I'll say that okay. would be better. But we're going to start here, number 10. Uh, a mythical warrior from the Emerald oh, City. <laughs> you got Oz, the number 10. Oh, I love Kevin Nash, but Nash, come on. what were you doing, bud? He dyed his hair gray back then, as opposed to now, where it's just natural. <laughs> That's so. just natural. Yeah, natural. Yeah. Uh, came out with the wizard who was Kevin Sullivan <laughs> in a mask with a monkey. Uh, so I understand he killed the monkey on accident. Oh, because the, well, the monkey was on a leash on his shoulder and it jumped off and it was swinging around. It's just very gruesome to think about. That only... It kind of is. Yeah. But yeah. So new this... to flying monkey, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was meant to be a flying monkey. Uh, yeah, this this comic only lasted for a bit, and then it evolved. And poor Kevin Nash, he went through a parade of bad gimmicks in his early run. He was he the did. master blaster in the yeah. tag team before, before Oz. He came back as Oz, then he went away, came back as Vinny Vegas with DDP. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that that's bad. when that's when Shawn Michaels saw him on TV and convinced Vince to hire like, him. Come on. Made him diesel. <laughs> let's, like, this guy needs a break. Let's fix this, please. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I loved, I loved Diesel. I loved his NWO run. But this was just the shits. Yeah, it's terrible. Sorry. Uh, hey, Vinny was a talker. Vinny was a talker. The <laughs> accent was splendid. On uh, Vinny Vegas. <laughs> All right. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Big Josh. The pictures. You might have hit one I don't remember. This uh, you can't see the bears very well. He would sometimes walk to the ring with two bears. <laughs> uh, Matt Bourne, Menders. Wow. Original Doink the, the original Doink the Clown. Wow. But before he was Doink, he was Big Josh. He was a lumberjack from the Northwoods. I'm not sure which one's worse. <laughs> I'm going to say Big Josh, because at least Doink was creepy. Uh, well, Doink was funny at times. So and, okay. and Doink had Dink. He did have Dink. Who didn't love Dink? I loved Dink. I'll tell you who didn't love Dink was Luna. Yeah. And Jerry Lawler. I was going to say Lawler, but... <laughs> yeah. But no, Big Josh, he had a, he had a decent run. He was a, one third of the six-man tag champs for a bit. Uh, Got some pay-per-view victories. Got some. Then you mean uh, three-man tag teams? Because you keep saying six-man. Well, six-man matches. Okay. But they were the six-man champions. Okay. I think it was him and Dustin Rhodes, and I want to say Ricky Morton, but I might be wrong. Is this back when Dustin had terrible? This is when Dustin was the natural. Oh, okay. Had the yellow tights and the. This wasn't his cowboy gimmick days. Uh, it's when he was looking remarkably like his dad, but taller okay. and thinner. 
Okay. But yeah, so Big Josh is on there because, come on, Lumberjack. I mean, he gets points for the Bears. I liked the Bears when I was a kid. Shouldn't he have had the Manly Man? Oh, that he's a man. Song. Yeah, he's a man. Song. Yes, if only Jim Johnston worked for WCW in the 1990s. <laughs> All right. Number oh, eight. Shoot. You want cringy. Here's number oh, eight. Oh, boy. The Rap Master. Oh, Ian News. Couldn't rap any better than he could wrestle. Ooh. They put this guy in a scaffold match, Menders, on a pay-per-view <laughs> with Steve Austin and Bobby Eaton. Oh, Why? Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Oh, <laughs> uh, Barry, yeah, Barry knows. Oh, Barry, we love you. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> This guy. I'm over here crying right now. I can I'm see that. So, hard. so bad. Couldn't cut oh. a promo. Couldn't rap. Mari, you are right. Great American Bash 91. It was a tag team scaffold match. P and News and Bobby Eaton against, I think it was Terry Taylor and Steve Austin. If you remember this better than me, please. He'll in. tell you if he remembers. He'll tell me. He's, yeah. he's the WCW guru in our yeah. group. So. Yeah. Well, let's see if he remembers this next guy, Benders. About the same time. Oh, hang on. Horrible. That's all he horrible. says. Horrible. horrible. <laughs> Not wrong. Not uh, wrong. Horrible. A guy who actually feuded with uh, Big Josh a bit. Black Blood. Oh, Black Blood. <laughs> Played under the mask, if I remember right, by Billy Jack Haynes. Oh, gosh. They, they these are like terrible this. wrestlers. They're just terrible. No, gimmicks. the gimmick is just the shit. <laughs> Big Axe. I think he was with another guy with Kevin Sullivan. Oh, I'm it's noticing not a Dungeon trend. Of, <laughs> not Dungeon of Doom Kevin Sullivan. This is just like when Sullivan was like nuts. Like he had one man gang and he had this guy. Yep, that's Billy Jack. Yep. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just god awful. <laughs> so bad. Uh, there's not enough negative pejoratives to describe how bad this gimmick was. Uh, they're so... Oh, gosh. And poor Jim I've... Ross had to put these people over as <laughs> making them seem like they mattered. I don't know how he... That's why that man is the greatest announcer of all that's, time. Yeah. Could... Talk about making chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's what Jim Ross did in early 90s WCW. Hey, yeah. And I love Jim Ross. I do love Jim Ross. Heather Owens, if you're still listening to this, next year, Jim Ross, please. Let's make that happen. Uh, okay. For the expo. For me. I, I know. I know what yeah. you're saying. I'm not saying announce the show. I'm saying. Oh, I know. I know. Plus, him in a panel. That would be fun. That would be That awesome. would be a lot of fun. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. All right. We are two. Let's see. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Number six. Uh, another guy that was a cavalcade of bad gimmicks through his entire career. No. Norman the Lunatic. Oh. Poor uh, guy. The, the future Bastion Booger. Yep. <laughs> they were going to make him a, a mad monk. I forget his name. Friar Ferdinand Fri- or something. Was yeah. Friar something. Friar Ferguson. That was it. Friar Ferguson. There you go. But that wound up Poor going guy. <laughs> then Bobby Heenan. We talked about Bobby. He he's the one that came up with Bastion Booger. It's not much better. <laughs> no, the gimmick was awful. It was, it was that terrible. Was, that gimmick was gross. It was. 
It was. And as I understand, in Calgary, he was a stampede guy, and he was Makam Singh. And he was a great heel, big monster <laughs> heel. But yeah, they wanted to make him a mental patient in WCW with a teddy bear. And, <sighs> and then just a. Oh, yeah. Bari had a feud with Cactus Jack. Yeah, he no. did have a feud with Cactus Jack. That was Cactus's role in WCW. Let's take all the iffy gimmicks and put them with you. And then if you can do that well, we'll let you wrestle Sting. Mm. All right. Let's move on to number five. Number five. Okay. Another guy. The tailor-made man. Terry Taylor. The, yeah. This the Red was... Rooster. Yeah. God, Terrence it's, Taylor it's in the York Foundation. never got any better, did it? <laughs> no. But it they put worse. him in... T- he borrowed a suit from Ted DiBiase. I was going to say, it looks like one of Ted's suits. Slicked his hair back and decided to be Mr. Smooth, sharp-dressed man. <laughs> and because, hey, his name is Taylor, we can put that into the name. Oh, so God. he's the tailor-made man. Which is... This was in, like, 92. So this is around Bill Watts' time. Which yeah. Which is surprising. Uh, he held the U.S. Tag Championships with Greg Valentine in this gimmick. <laughs> Barry, yes, I remember the York Foundation with Alexandra York. Uh, I didn't hate the York Foundation, to be honest with you. I did not like the tailor-made man. <laughs> and judging from the picture, I don't... It's like Missy Hyatt's trying not to laugh at him here. Right? <sighs> and the computer, yes. The old-timey laptop from 1991. <laughs> the weapon of choice for the York Foundation. Some, <sighs> Poor Terry. Just... <laughs> Terry never Poor caught Terry. a break, did he? No, he never did. Because then he no. was the Red Rooster. And... Yeah. <sighs> Poor guy. Well, now he's a coach at the pre- the PC, so, you know, he's got that going for him. Yeah, but he's not on TV anymore, so. Doesn't have to be. As I understand, he's a really good coach and he enjoys his work. So oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he is. Especially if you had to make some of these gimmicks work. You had to be brilliant. (laughs) That's true. All right. Let's go to number four. That's our first tag team on the list, Menders. Okay. Not the one you're thinking of. Okay. The Colossal (laughs) Kongs. You can see the blonde hair. That is Harley Race. (laughs) I don't know who Harley pissed off to have to manage these two fucking guys. King Kong and Awesome Kong were were these two. Before Kia Stevens, there was an awesome Kong on television, and it was one of these guys. I don't even know which one was which, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Bari. Oh, shoot. Hang on. Oh, oh yeah, not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong at all. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, there's, the less said about the colossal Kongs, the better. Uh, yeah. But, but, yeah. Awesome and amazing. I thought it was King Kong, Barry, but it might be amazing. Awesome and amazing were both of Kia Stevens' Kongs gimmicks. But uh, They were real original with the names, huh? Yeah. The less said about them, the better. <laughs> but speaking of gimmicks that seem like Harley Race had heat with somebody, uh, <laughs> Super Invader. <laughs> uh, Benders, do you know who that is under the hood? I do not. An Obari knows that is one Hercules Hernandez. Are you serious? That is the mighty Hercules oh, with a red Hercules. sock over his face and a Karate Kid headband on. 
they booked this guy as a karate master in the like ninety two. He was like he was Vader's heater, I guess, for all intents and purposes. And he wow. didn't last more than a cup of coffee. Hang on. Oh, this this will be good. Yep. Barry, you are correct. Hercules. Yep. Barry. Ray knew. Hercules Hernandez. He knows what's up. He does. So, yeah, but this was so bad. And again, I like Hercules. Yeah. I was a fan of Hercules back in the day. I was too. But the Super Invader, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. How the mighty have fallen. Indeed, Barry, indeed. <laughs> and we're only to number three. Barry, yes. that means this can only get oh. worse. <laughs> oh, and it will. Oh, it will. Oh, boy. Shall we move on to number two, Menders? Let's move on to number two. All right. You'll remember this guy, though. And okay. Barry may jump out of his seat. Oh, Heavy geez. metal. Van Hammer. <laughs> Mr. I can't wear a guitar properly on my way right. to the ring. All he did was he wore a he wore the strap around his neck like a necklace, not like yeah. his arm through like you're supposed to. And then yeah, he would I just swing that. it around his neck, like make it spin around. That was his big shtick. I heard a rumor a long time ago. My brother told me that he was DDP's hairdresser, <laughs> but I don't know that that's true. I like to think it is, but I don't think it's true. Hey, Keith is joining hey, us. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith Gibson. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> One of our earliest champions on this podcast from Clubhouse Lounge Radio, and apparently a fan of Van Hammer. Who knew? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he chimes in, Van Hammer, one, one of the, the greatest WCW creations. <laughs> Didn't Max make... He may have. I, I know he no beat way. him in a guitar playing contest, because <laughs> Max Kane can actually play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Man, Mountain Rock, for those that don't know, with his, and for the record, he had a WWF-shaped guitar. I wanted that guitar so bad back in the day. Oh. I, need find, I need to find a builder who uh, who can make that happen. <laughs> hey, thank, yeah. you for, thank you for the kind words, my friend, and uh, depending on what happens tomorrow, I may be in touch with you. <laughs> Wait a minute, yeah, man, has... tomorrow. <laughs> Or other well, shows. I'm off. I'm off tomorrow, so it'll be. Different. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, Van Hammer, not a not a great worker, not a, a horrendous character. Mm-hmm. He had hope when he was in the flock with Raven. And they gave him the the well, net. Everybody has and, hope when they're in the flock, but. Do you remember when he was in the criminal, the Misfits in action? I do not. Like the late '90s, Hugh Morris's army faction. <sighs> And they all had different names. I may have and just not realized run, it. I'm going to run these names down for you. Okay. Uh, Hugh Morris changed his name. and They all had ranks, too. It was like the Army. Oh, so okay. Hugh Morris was General Hugh G. Rection. Oh, boy. I can, I can feel yeah. the wife rolling her eyes behind me right now. You, you should be able to because I can feel uh-huh. them, and that's uh-huh. a few uh, miles away. Yeah. Okay, but that's not all. Uh, oh, you boy. had um, Major Guns was the valet. You had big cans. <laughs> I do remember this. I do uh, remember bits. I don't remember all their names, but I do Chavo remember Guer- this. Chavo Guerrero Jr. was uh-huh. Lieutenant Loco. Because, you know, Mexican. I, I, thanks for clarification, Mark. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, that's, what Russo's, that's where Russo's brain goes. 
Well, and then, it was uh, Russo. What do you expect? Then Lash LaRue. Remember Lash LaRue? With I the L-shaped sideburns? Yeah. Corporal Cajun. Because he's from Louisiana. They're so smart. They they really are. And then, uh, Barry already got it right in the comments. Van Hammer, his, uh, his name was Private Stash. <laughs> okay. Apparently he likes the ganja. Oh, apparently. <laughs> Wait, are we talking Somebody about Barry? Somebody was something when they came up with that. Are we talking about Barry or are we talking about Van Hammer? <laughs> well, I don't know if Barry likes to invoke it in, imbibe the devil's lettuce, but uh, I think Van Hammer was quite into it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's there's it's so ridiculous across the board for Terrible. Van Hammer. Terrible. <laughs> I figured that would be the response. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that brings us to our number one, Menders. I'm I'm downright scared. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna bet that Barry knows what number one is. All right. Well, let's sit here and chat for a minute. Let's give him a uh -huh. chance because you know we run a little yeah. fast. So, yeah. Barry, what would be your number one? Uh -huh. And this is Jim Hurd bad, by the way. Jim Hurd came up with <laughs> oh, this one. Oh no! Oh no! How do I count the ways we dislike Jim Hurd? <laughs> Let me count the ways. Sam Munchnick's buddy who ran a Pizza Hut in St. Louis and got a job running WCW, even though he had no in no experience. <laughs> There you go. All right. Let's see if uh, Barry is right here. Our number one, and I don't have a drum roll sound effect. But... <laughs> there you go. Barry had it right. The ding dong. Barry has it right. <laughs> I, Barry, if I remember right, it was ding and dong, right? Was that their names? Probably. I uh, think so. But come to the ring with bells around their wrists and their Oh, Playing finger symbols. Oh my Just goodness! So bad. I don't think they lasted more than two shows. To be honest with you. Before... And, and yet, and yet, we still watched it. <laughs> if we Narge, if, still watched it. If Narge is listening to this, he's losing his mind because he loved old WCW from this time. That he remember. He'll probably remember all of these people. Oh, I'm sure but, he will. But the Ding Dongs, I'm not just worst WCW gimmick from 1990 to 92. I'm going to go so far as to say I think that is the worst gimmick ever conceived <laughs> for a pro wrestling company by a manager of a Pizza Hut. <laughs> bells. They had bells. They had bells. Yes. And, and once again, I think Jim Ross had to put these clowns over. Poor Jim. With a straight face. How? How? I money talks, I guess. I guess. I. It just, I yeah. This is where I wish Gary was joining us. It, yeah, because he would have a lot uh, more. Barry, yeah, the hunchback gimmick didn't make it. There was there's talk of having a hunchback because the gimmick was he couldn't be pinned. Oh god! Oh my god! I don't. That never. That never flew though. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad it didn't. I think Golga kind of had a hump that they never really took advantage of it when trying to pin him. Yeah. It was also earthquake, so nobody could get him off his feet. Right. Yeah. And you'll notice there were no members of the Dungeon of Doom in this uh, list. That's because that didn't happen until 1995, I believe. 
see that would so, have probably been closer to where I really started I th- to watch more WCW. So I think our next top ten Tuesday, I think, is going to be worst WCW gimmicks nineteen ninety five to ninety eight. Okay, I'll do some research. Okay, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I this going over this was everything I could have hoped for, except for I wish Gary was here to partake. He would have had he probably would, he would have had opinions. Yeah, he would have had more opinions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried. Sorry, Gary, if I let you down. You you, you did you did marvelously, my friend. And uh, <laughs> I think this is probably a good time to call it an episode, Menders. Uh, before you, let's pay some bills as we wrap up Top Ten Tuesday. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod for all of your JTR Podcast Network merchandise needs. Uh, all kinds of t-shirts on there. There's our latest one. Also, speaking of Gary, yep, our Gary Says shirt, which I'm going to be getting hopefully next time I get paid. Then we got some of these, some of the original ones. Let's see. Uh, how many of these do I actually have? <laughs> Quite a few of them, actually. Yeah. Honestly, I don't have as many as I thought I would. Let's see. I have the Haas fights. Yeah. I've got the, the I've got the logo. Green. No, I don't have the red equals green. Have the I have ladies love wrestling and life is hard, work stiff. Right. I need to get that Pod Street USA shirt sometime. <laughs> oh, there's so, where uh, I've all yeah. I have three of those. Yeah, you don't have the I heart death matches because you don't. Nope, I don't heart death matches. I hate death oh. matches. Here's our network logo here. And then we get into the uh, zero one shootout merchandise on the on this site, which is I have all four of those. Yes, and then uh, uh, if you look at the left side of this one because these two I actually put on two different slides. Mm-hmm. This is the Japanese logo, jumping the rail in Japanese, and then the logo on the back. And We're then hoping. Wrestling makes me happy. <laughs> I googled it, so it should be right. <laughs> okay. Because they're never wrong. And then uh, go to pro wrestling or uh, brainbustertees.com slash other slash JTR dash podcast dash network and uh, get some of this good stuff here. You got the network logo here on the left. You got JTR Army. That's uh, I don't know how Dwayne hasn't ordered this yet, to be honest with you. <laughs> then you got the hoodie. You got some stuff for the Zero One shootout. We have stickers. We have we actually have a jumping the rail fanny pack available. Yes. Yes. We have hats. We got all kinds of cool stuff on there. So go check that out. Beanies, face masks. Help, help us keep the lights on by buying some merch. We'd appreciate it. And uh, let's see. I think Where's, that is all. Do you not have our other shirt on there yet? Are I we don't not have that. Shit at all? Uh, well, hang on. I got that in the other brand, here. I think. Just go here. Oh, yeah. Well, let me hide, <laughs> hide, hide this picture here. Because I always forget that. There you go. That is the new and updated Zero One Shootout logo. Made by our friends at CP Arts, uh, where they animated both of our faces on there. It looks fantastic. It does. It looks so good. Yeah. And then there's another one, the Giddy Mindy shirt, which is a full-size Menders. If you watch the podcast tomorrow. She will be wearing that shirt. I will be wearing that one. Yes. And we'll be talking to the fellow who designed both those fine t-shirts. One, uh, One elite warrior. The Cobra, a.k.a. Sir. King. <laughs> I am not going to disagree. <laughs> because I am not a dumb man. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so as we say goodbye, don't forget next Friday evening, I'm 
Time to be determined, probably six, maybe five. Maybe we'll go five till seven. Just uh, let me know. Full, yeah. full WrestleMania coverage for the show coming up next weekend, plus uh, highlights and memories of WrestleMania's past. It should be fun. And uh, hopefully we'll be in full strength because uh, the Italian Stallion will be back in, uh, in full force there. And his, his beard will be glorious, I'm sure. Of course. Of course. So until next Friday on YouTube... For, uh, uh, also, big thank you to Hardcore Heather Owens for joining us today. Yes. Uh, if you're going to the Squirt Circle Expo, look for us. We'll be there. And it's going to be a blast. We can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, so until next Friday on YouTube for Menders, this is Reb saying life is hard, work stiff, and we'll see you later. <laughs>